Imagine losing your marriage and your income in the same year, and then selling everything you own just to stay off the streets. Now picture doing this as a 45-year-old mother of two little girls who desperately need you to love, feed, and protect them. Picture the fear and the anxiety and the hopelessness. How would you cope? Hey, this is Peter, and this is the Midlife Mastery Podcast, a show all about mastering the best time of your life, your midlife, of course. Lorraine's story is remarkable not because it's rare. Sadly, hard knocks often travel in packs. What's remarkable about Lorraine's story is what she did about it. It's funny who you bump into once you decide to change your life. I look at the people that I respect, admire and follow, and I didn't know half of them three years ago when I made that fateful decision to change my life. Lorraine is one of those people. I don't know how I found her, which is often the case, but I'm so glad I did. Reading her stories on Instagram, it soon became clear that we shared many of the same struggles. Likewise, our approach to living isn't that dissimilar, except probably for the yoga. Maybe I'll try that one day. But a lot's changed since Lorraine found herself penniless, in debt and heartbroken. What's amazing is how quickly she turned things around. Like me, and I suspect many of you, she never felt cut out for nine-to-five work. Born in Spain to a family of writers and raised by her father and her grandmother, she's now published close to 20 books and is the founder and CEO of the online bilingual magazine Viva 50. She also writes regularly for NBC News, The Huff Post, AARP Baby Centre, plus a string of Spanish publications, which I'm not going to try and pronounce here, well, at least some of them. Uh, but they also include the, uh, the Palm Beach Post, Purple Clover, Latina Magazine and Red Book. Her latest book, Tu Mejor Era, which is Your Best Age, was published by HarperCollins in 2017. When Lorraine lost everything besides her precious little girls, she set about reinventing her life as fast as possible, and she began by investing $500 to take her writing career online. Within a year, she'd replaced her lost income, she'd met the man of her dreams, also a bilingual writer named Philip, and began a new life in a blended family, thanks to her husband's son and a rescued dog completing the troop. Today, she's a full-time digital content creator with tens of thousands of followers and an accomplished yogini. She's also a public speaker and an entrepreneur. At 54, her life really couldn't be more different than it was 10 years earlier. Her transformation proves once again that we often overestimate what we can do in a year, but underestimate what we can achieve in a decade. Lorraine Ladish is a model of determination, consistency, and deliberate intentional action. And it's my privilege to share with you her insights on midlife and how she overcame crippling adversity and went on to thrive. So let's get into the first question. Did you consider yourself middle-aged and how do you feel about this, Monica? Lorraine says, I feel like I'm starting to be middle-aged now that I'm close to 55. My Spanish grandmother is 101, so it's not far-fetched. I don't feel one way or another about it. It's life. You're young, then you're middle-aged, and then you're older, and that's that. Is there something that you'd love to do when you were young that you've since rediscovered and embraced in later years? Yoga. (laughs) I started at 12. I did revisit it during one of my pregnancies at 40, but I was always more into other kinds of sport and physical activities in general. Gym workouts, dancing, swimming, long-distance running. 
An injury to my hip during a half marathon at 48 caused me to back off running. I found yoga again by sheer serendipity at 51, and almost four years later, daily practice has me at a good place mentally, emotionally, and physically. Do you believe middle age, say 40 to 65, is different today than it was for your parents, and if so, how? Lorraine says, I'm not sure. My parents, and my dad really, who was the person who raised me mostly, always seemed and still seems young to me. My grandparents too. I came from a family of active people, not only active physically, but also mentally. At nearly 80, I don't see my dad as old. My daughter, his granddaughter, told me that she thought he was 64 or so. I asked her to do the math. If he's 64, then he had me when he was 10. However, my dad was a young parent. He had me at 24. I wasn't a mum until I turned 37, so that was a huge difference between us. I, don't, I didn't feel the responsibility of being a parent until much later in life. I then asked Lorraine, what was the most challenging aspect of approaching middle age, and what fears or concerns did you have? Lorraine says, honestly, I haven't had time to consider any of this. At 40, nearly 41, I was busy having my second baby. That same year, I moved from Spain to the US. I'm a dual national, bilingual and bicultural, and I had to adapt to this huge change. At 45, I lost my first marriage, my source of income, and I had to sell anything of value I owned to pay the rent and to feed my young kids, who were then four and seven. I had no time to fret about age. I focused on finding a way to reinvent my writing career, and I did. I took it from print to the online world, and the rest is now history. I met the love of my life at 46, and we married when I was 50, and he was 49. At 54, I'm still writing books. I'm working on my digital business, Viva 50 Media, of which Viva50.com and Lorraine Ladish or Lorraine C. Ladish.com are part of. I'm getting certified as a yoga instructor, outlining my books. I have 18 books in Spanish published by traditional trade publishers, and so on and so forth. Perhaps I've recently faced the fear of illness. At least four of my good friends have cancer, but I stave the fear off by taking the best possible care of myself within reason and pursuing my passion, which is being a communicator. I then asked Lorraine, at the end of each year, I list the habits and practices and beliefs I'm going to say yes to and no to next year. As a mentor to other midlifers, what would be some of your yeses and your noes? Lorraine says, under yeses, keep doing what I'm doing. I feel I live a relatively balanced life and I'm a very happy person. Under noes, taking on projects that give me mental clutter and not enough money. I then asked Lorraine, what's a tactic you've used to gain more control over your life? Lorraine says, as Marie Folio says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. When I was younger, I would take on way too much work. I've always worked for myself, and I did that out of fear of dry spells, and I hardly ever had dry spells. Now I say no to things that don't align with my purpose, and sometimes the decision is made from a gut feeling. If I really want to do something, I usually know right away. Also, I realized over time that I'm an empath. I've learned to distance myself from energy suckers and people who simply drag me down. It's hard, and in some cases it's meant staying away from situations that involve people I love but I feel so much stronger and more positive now. I learned early on in life that all of my negative traits could be reframed into positive behaviours. That's how I'm so consistent with sports and work. I have an addictive personality and I'm compulsive, so I redirect that to productive and creative behaviour. This requires the blessing slash curse of self-awareness, but if I can make the worst parts of me seem like they are my best assets, I'll take it.
My next question was, what's a limiting belief that you've abandoned or reframed in the last 12 months? Lorraine says that I needed to do perfect videos on YouTube. I felt they had to be staged, fun, edited. This prevented me from actually doing videos consistently for three years. In January of this year, I simply thought, okay, I'll just chat about the things I write about and put it on YouTube. And I ran with that. I started out without editing the videos because I didn't like watching myself. Now I edit out the ums and the ahs. I don't know what I'll do next with them, but in January I had 30 subscribers and now at the end of April I have almost 800. It may not sound like much, but hey, these are people who apparently enjoy what I have to say and that gives me fuel to keep going. What's your dominant cause of anxiety or frustration and how do you deal with it? Lorraine says, cash flow. Having to explain to my kids some months that I'm owed all this money and it's coming, but it's just not in my pocket this second. I've shown them my accounting software so they can see how much money I make a year. My eldest couldn't believe how much now that she's 17 and has a part-time job and understands the concept of income, but also that the way it comes in often looks like a roller coaster. I use services like Fundbox and On Deck so I can pay my team on time instead of having to wait for clients to pay my company first. I like to keep money flowing. Did you suffer a midlife crisis? And how did it show up for you and what helped you to overcome it? Lorraine says, I haven't had a midlife crisis, not in the sense that I was concerned about my age. The only crisis I ever had was at 25, believe it or not. I found that it's not uncommon. It's an age where you realise you won't be young forever, and a quarter of a century can sound daunting. Now that I'm over half a century old, It doesn't feel as scary as 25 did. It didn't last too long, and I've always felt I'm getting better with age. I'm more and more confident and outgoing. I had a relatively traumatic childhood. My mother was out of my life when I was five, and then had a stroke when she was 28. I had a severe eating disorder in my teens and young adulthood, and I suffered from clinical depression in my teens, 20s, and early 30s. Anything that is better than that is better at any age. My sister is a survivor of alcoholism and a suicide attempt. She's doing better than ever in her 50s. We're warriors. Finally, I asked Lorraine, after 40, what event, decision or perceived risk do you think was pivotal for you? And how did it manifest? And how did you respond to it? Lorraine says, 2018, the year I lost everything except my kids and hope. If I could reinvent myself at 45 and become an online entrepreneur in my 50s, making a full-time living with my business to the point that my husband partnered with me, I feel I can do anything. I honestly don't feel I've peaked. I have some interesting projects coming up that only prove my point. When one lives with an open-minded attitude, nothing is a barrier, not age, not your circumstances, nothing. Of course, there are absolutely awful things that could happen, and do happen. I've even seen parents go through the biggest imaginable loss, the loss of a child, and yet they keep on keeping on and live to tell. If they can, I can too. I tell my husband a lot that I don't want to wait for tragedy to strike to appreciate what I have. I appreciate it every single day. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Lorraine, just go to lorrainecladish.com or check out viva50.com. For the blog post that uh, goes with this episode, just go to midlifetribe.com slash 46. Thanks for listening, and here's to mastering your midlife. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.